Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you guys submitted over the past week, all anonymously, of course. And today, we're going to be talking about exes who suddenly reappear, only to vanish again, fuckboy girlfriends who are knocking at your digital door, and how much you should be compromising over birth control with your boyfriend. And just a reminder that if you want to chat privately with me, find me on the Instant Go app. My username is ShallonXO and click chat to get connected. And also be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it. And find me on YouTube for new videos every other day. Have you ever wondered what the secrets are behind some of the most successful women in the world? Well, each week on the Super Women with Rebecca Minkoff podcast, designer Rebecca Minkoff, yes, the girl who makes all of your favorite purses, talks to women from all walks of life, from CEOs to artists. They share their personal stories on the successes and their failures in order to help you tap into the power of vulnerability and find strength in dealing with loss. They also share tips on how to make your inner superwoman shine through. Doesn't this sound totally up our alley? So head on over to Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts for new episodes of the Superwoman with Rebecca Minkoff podcast to get inspired, laugh, and learn a few life lessons along the way. This question comes from a young lady named Marley. And she says, okay, in December, my ex and I agreed it wasn't a good idea to keep talking to each other, basically have any contact, because we had had a sexting incident earlier that year, and it just became a hurtful, toxic situation. So I told him I blocked him on social media, so I didn't have to be part of his life and his life with his new girlfriend, which he has. So I saw him actually a few weeks ago, and he told me it made him really sad that we don't talk anymore. Long story short, we ended up getting into this whole conversation where he's apologizing about, I feel so bad, I feel so guilty, and I just want to apologize to you. Then we ended up on the phone talking about it. And at the end of it, we decided we were both going to be in our hometown in a few days, and we were going to get coffee and meet up and just kind of see where things go. Guess what? Have not heard from him. Not a single word since we hung up. What was he doing? Shallon, help me. What was the whole point of all of this if he was basically just going to ghost out? You know, when I read that question, I said to myself, I said, ah, I really hope this isn't just him reaching out because he doesn't want to feel like the bad guy. No, but yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. Exes do this. Men cannot tolerate sitting inside the reality of their own consequences. They cannot handle feeling responsible for someone else's feelings. And I mean, you know, a therapist's like, everyone's responsible for their own feelings. Okay, yeah, but you're also responsible for your own behaviors, which create feelings in others. So it's a real bullshit excuse to go around hurting people and spraying out misery and toxicity and then be like, hey, sorry, you're responsible. That's kind of the argument that anti-vaxxers have, right? Hey, I don't know. I'm just going to like lick you all over with my measles mouth and you're responsible for your own immune system. Okay. Thanks, Jenny McCarthy. I, I appreciate that. So yes, correct. We're all responsible for our own feelings. But like I said, he doesn't want to sit inside 
the reality of what he's done, which is, I don't know the backstory of the sexting thing, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say he was asking for nudes and then he like didn't deliver on wanting to see her, get back together, hang out or whatever it was. Whatever it was, he acknowledges hurt her feelings, okay? And he wanted to make sure that he was no longer the bad guy. And again, exes do this all the time. And this is what they do. Because we all know this. I call it the two text ghost. An ex reaches out. Hey, how you been? You know, just been thinking about you. Whatever it is. You write back like, hey, good. How are you? And then you never hear from them again. Right? We've all kind of been down that road. And it's like, why? Why did they even bother? Why did they even bother? It's because they needed to know that you don't hate them. And boys cannot differentiate between positive and negative communication. I saw the screenshots that Marley sent me that she had like exchange with her ex-boyfriend. She was not like easy on him. She was like, you did this and you're a fucker and blah, blah, blah. Like she read him the riot act. But like that mattered more than just saying nothing. Guys can't handle it when you say nothing. Like that is death to them. And I mean, it's sucky for most of us too. It's like, I don't care what you say as long as you care enough to say it. You know, like the silent treatment is horrifying. Silence is death. So what we give them, no matter what, is a free pass. It's a get out of the doghouse kind of thing. And once they feel like they're out of the doghouse, their ego needs are met. They're all topped off emotionally and they're ghost. And then... You're sitting there feeling two really polar opposite, yet, you know, commingling emotions, which are, I miss him and I'm so hurt and I really thought maybe this was like the beginning of rekindling things and maybe it was going to turn out different. And then the opposite of that is this motherfucker. This is why we broke up. And like, it's awful to sit in the cross section of those two completely conflicting Feelings like I love him, but I absolutely hate him because he's disgusting. Because look at this. But you need to latch on to the latter of those things. This is why you broke up the selfishness, the manipulation, the bottomless ego needs, right? That's not a partner. That's not, would you want to be married to someone like that? I mean, so often, and I'm sure I'll bring this up at some point in the podcast, probably later on in this one, where it's like, we're sometimes. I've been like this, like a dog chasing a car. What am I going to do if I actually catch it? You know what I mean? It never occurs to me, wait a minute, what's it going to look like if this person is all in? I just want it. It's like, I just, I just need him to be. I very rarely stop and think like, is this actually something, forget about even being like healthy for me. Will I actually even enjoy it? Because I enjoy a lot of really unhealthy things. Pizza, buffalo wings, drugs, boys named James. There's a lot. But, like, they're not healthy for me. But it's like, are, is it not only going to be unhealthy, is it going to be, like, vexing and miserable and irritating? And getting back together with this dude would have been all of those things, you know? So when you have an ex come slithering back, the on-paper absolute directive is say nothing. Because you don't know if what he's after is maybe just the doghouse thing. You know, Th that could be it. He could be sniffing around wanting to get back together, but you know, it's a risk. Cause like, you don't know until you've already gone down that rabbit hole. And if he decides to pull the rug out from under you and ghost, I mean, yes, you're mad at him, but I know Marley is mad at herself because I've been mad at myself in that situation. Like I've just been so furious because I knew better. 
I maybe didn't see it playing out like this, but I knew it was going to go bad somehow because our relationship went bad. That's why we're here. That's why we're broken up. It's called a breakup because it's broken. And I was so annoyed that it's like, I went through all of that, all of the sadness, the tears, the time wasted, the Taylor Swift playlist. And it's like, girl, guess you learn nothing, huh? Way to go. Because now the spiral is back on. It's like the shampoo effect. Have you heard of this? When you're like hungover? When you're hungover and you, you have like one drink, it's like the shampoo effect, which I guess if you have shampoo in your hair and you add a little water, it foams up again. Personally, this example does not resonate with me. I don't, I, I just don't understand it. But basically it's like you go straight to where you were, like half a glass of Kim Crawford and suddenly you're like wasted again. And that's how it is when exes come back into our life. A text or two and it's like you are right back where you left off and you feel like almost like you're an alcoholic who's like blown your sobriety you're like well guess today is now day one so my advice is if you have an ex sniffing around unless like before you answer sit with yourself and ask am i a dog chasing a car what would it look like if he really did want to get back together like is that a good thing for me is it an enjoyable thing Are the things that were wrong in our relationship initially still happening? I mean, did we break up because it was something logistic? We lived too far away. The timing wasn't right, whatever. Or is it like, no, we had fundamental personality differences. Differences? Differentials. Differences. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, you guys, and putting up with me. But, you know, if it's those things, if it's like he wanted kids and I didn't, um, he thought... I should stay home with him every night and I wanted to go out with my friends. Like if it's those things, those have not changed. And you need to like acknowledge that and don't go down this rabbit hole to begin with. But if you think like, I don't know, a lot of things have changed. We're both different. Yes, but proceed with caution. And you, if you, if you're going to communicate, do not accept apologies. I don't accept apologies from anyone. I don't give a shit what they need to clear on their conscience. You want forgiveness. You talk to a priest. You don't come to me. I don't believe in forgiveness. Like, I don't, I don't understand what it means. Is it like saying it's okay that you were terrible to me? No, it's not okay because I'm still living with the consequences of that. I am actually living with consequences. So you don't not get to live with the consequences of your actions. The damage has been done to me. I've got that emotional wound. I'm a little bit more gun shy going forward. You don't get to just be like, ah, she forgives me. La, 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 la. No. I don't forgive you. You sucked then and you suck now. And you're just going to have to know that, hey, I'm kind of a sucky guy. Up next, we're going to talk about fuckboys. Lisa sent me this question. She said she's a senior in high school and got entangled with a player who is just like the big man on campus. He's a senior. She's a junior. You know how that whole saga goes with the power differential. And she's like, I really thought that he liked me. And I... Looking back, I was chasing him. I was texting him. I was Snapchatting him. I couldn't see, like, that he was basically just a fuckboy. Like, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to work out. Uh, I didn't know he had a girlfriend at another school. And she's like, well, I mean, I might have known a little. I might have heard about it. She's like, but I kind of didn't care because I thought, hey, you know, he's fair game. He's flirting back with me. So, like, why should I care about this other chick? (laughs) Well, cut to... 
she's friending me on Instagram and I have like 29 followers. I posted maybe three things, but my account is private and I don't know it, her and her friend have both requested to follow me. And I've heard a rumor that she wants to like confront me about what went on with her boyfriend, which actually, by the way, was nothing like we never hooked up or anything like we never went out on a date. It was basically me just having a massive crush on him from afar. But still, I mean, I feel like I should not shy away from this confrontation because that makes you a wuss right I should accept her friend request right like I should hash it out with her right no no do you let everyone into your house who knocks on the door I mean I some people might I don't don't knock on my digital door and think you're gonna get any more hospitality there especially if you are coming at me specifically letting me know you're my enemy I don't just let people breach the walls to any aspect of my life. My house, my social media networks, my mind, my heart, my bank account. You know, it's like, hey, can I see your debit card? Like, no, you cannot. You cannot see that. This girl might want a confrontation with you, but who cares? Bad people want a lot of things from you probably, like your debit card number. But you know the value of that, right? You know how much is in your bank account and you know you're not going to give it to them. You need to understand the value of your emotional peace of mind as well. And I know a lot of you guys listening are like not in this precise situation. It's a little bit niche, but that's the overall thing I want you to take. Know the value of your borders. Know how much your wall costs to build. And I don't mean like Trump's wall. I mean more like a Game of Thrones wall, you know, like a fortress. You have fortifications around your heart and your mind and your energy, and you need to identify them and hold the line. Because these people, once they get in, they will dracaris this shit. They will lay waste to your peace of mind and just fly on away. Because think about it this way. How does this girl know about you? Oh, probably because her douche boyfriend told her. And do you think he said things that were kind and flattering? No. I'm sure he painted Lisa as a crazy person. As, oh my gosh, babe, she's obsessed with me and she did this and she said that and she looked at me. Like, because that's what fuckboys do. They celebritize themselves, you know? And that's part of the appeal. Like they're such, they're larger than life almost, you know? And you're like, oh my God, I want to be part of this. I want this to somehow save me from my own self-esteem issue. Look at how confident he is. Look at how cocky he is. He's the cock of the walk. I am cock of nothing. But again, realize he is not on your side. He has slandered you to his girlfriend and now she wants to come and attack you. I know how this goes because I had a boyfriend do it to me. A girl came you guys might even like have watched this play out and it was you know let's just be honest it was my current boyfriend (laughs) I'm not gonna protect him like he didn't protect me from this shit there was a girl who he said was one of his exes who like started commenting insane things on my page hacked into his Instagram and like changed photos like he had a picture of me she changed the caption like It was just wild. Like she was wiling out. And what was the first thing he said? She's crazy. I don't know why she's doing this. She's not in my life at all. Well, that didn't turn out to be completely accurate, you know? And had I paused and taken a step back and been like, this is an angry person, but this isn't necessarily a crazy person, you know? I might have approached the situation differently. I still would have absolutely fucking bodied her, which I did. 
but I might have just done it in a different way or waited 48 hours or something. But my point is, a guy's always going to tell a different story than what the truth is. You know, they've got their own motives. And it doesn't mean that they're like an evil person or whatever. It means we all have our own story that we're telling, our own mythology that's happening. And whatever this girl thinks, it's not good. And whatever she wants is not good. And whatever is going to happen is not good for Lisa. This situation is like a done deal. And it was it really struck me when she said, but shying away from community from confrontations is wussy, right? Like that's, that's wussy. Uh, no, that's strategic. Strategic retreat is like chapter two of the art of war by Sun Tzu. And I told you guys, like I read the art of war in college when I was in ROTC and it like greatly informed my personality. Like it, it really made so much sense to me. Like I am not a turn the other cheek kind of person. I'm not a forgiveness based person. I'm not a like, you know, stiff upper lip like keep it classy I'm not you come for me I come for you like so much worse because I don't enjoy being attacked and I don't you know I'm not going to start it but I will finish it and so strategic retreat is part of that it's like yes I will finish it but if it's worth my time if it's not I'm just passing over you like people write really mean things about me like in the comment section on my videos and I'm like dude I'm literally just trying to like give advice for free by the way like no one's paying for this stuff so just maybe move on if you don't like my eyebrows you can move on with your life as if you never even had to see them so I believe in passing over the confrontations that don't serve you. You know, like this isn't a confrontation with the coworker because you came up with this project and she's trying to take credit. That is a confrontation you should have. It's not a confrontation with your dad at Thanksgiving because he doesn't acknowledge that you've made certain life choices and he still thinks you're going to join like medical school or the seminary or whatever it is. That's a confrontation maybe you should have. Fighting with a fuck boy's girlfriend is not. Because, okay, say you win. What, is, what does win even mean? What does it look like? What tools and evidence do you have to have to, to achieve that? And say that you do. Okay. Like, again, what have you gotten out of this situation? Nothing but more ties to something that isn't serving you. You've hemorrhaged more blood towards this. You know, like you are going to be wounded in battle. No question. And wouldn't you rather be wounded in a battle that is like about a family thing where it's like, hey, you love these people. There's there's a reason you want to make this work or a work situation. Yeah, this is your career. That's where you're going to put your energy. A fuck boy and his girlfriend? No. The bottom line is he doesn't like her. You know, he likes his girlfriend. He's chosen her. He's a douche. She's probably a douche also. Let them just go be douches together. So I was like, absolutely do not accept this friend request. If they came knocking on your door, you wouldn't let them in. If they came looking for something else, you wouldn't give it to them. Don't give them your time. Don't give them your energy. People truly do have to earn the right to that. And that's another lesson from the art of war. Like, if you want to engage in battle, you got to bring the heat. Like, I'm not just fighting everyone who decides to come along. Like, you want it, you amass an army, and you prove that you're worthy of this showdown. Because otherwise, I don't have the time and I don't have the energy. I wanted to close out with a question that I have been like thinking about and gassed up about for days, which is a long time to gas up about something that someone submitted to me. But this is how I get. I get really invested in these issues that you guys are going through to the point that like my boyfriend 
and I've like kind of gotten in fights about it. Like he'll come home from a long day at work and need attention and my empathy. And I'm like, bro, I got nothing to give you. I gave it to teenagers. Okay. It's prom season. People are graduating from college. Like they had my attention and I, my, my tank is empty, you know? And so he's like, you need to learn how to manage answering these questions, like with some detachment. He's like, cause you get so worked up. You care so much. And I do. So I want you guys to know, like, I really do care what happens to you. So, uh, Joan sent me this question and she said, dear Shallon, I'm in college and I've been with my boyfriend for five months and it's amazing. We're super happy, but we have an issue in terms of contraception. He says he's allergic to the condoms, to condoms, to latex and wants me to go on the pill, but I don't want to go on the pill. I don't really want to be on hormones. I'm afraid of what it's going to do to my body. And yeah, a lot of my friends are on it and they say it's fine. She's like, I just don't want to do it. And so he is telling me to like, oh, babe, you're overreacting. Just try to be positive about it. Don't be so negative. And I feel like if I bring it up, he's going to call me crazy. And then he's going to leave me because I've been cheated on before. So I don't know what to do. I feel like it's creating so much tension between us. I need like a scream room to go deal with this. This, my blood pressure is through the roof. Thinking about where the fuck a man gets off telling a woman what to do with her body. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, I'm so sorry. I know where they get off. How about mm, the Supreme Court? How about, ooh, the entire state of Alabama or Missouri or a lot of places? When you guys see me tweet about things that are political or anyone, any of us, any of us woke adult women out there who are like, what the fuck? When we're angry about things that are happening on a, like a national level, it's because of this shit. This is what happens and this is how it trickles down. Consciously or unconsciously, men are getting the memo that, hey, you know what? I do have rights over her body. My opinion on her health choices are her business. It's just like racists are coming out of the woodwork. It's Trump's America. Build the wall. They feel empowered because the people in power are giving them the thumbs up. But let's get back to her question. I am personally not on the pill. I don't like the pill. It makes me crazy and fat. And I've always said, like, that's just how the birth control works. Like, no one wants to sleep with me. I'm unfuckable. <laughs> so, and I know a lot of you guys have experienced that. I have also heard, and you guys can fact check this yourself, but I remember learning in health class in college that if you're on the pill for two years, it lowers your libido for the rest of your life. The rest of your life, okay? I also know for a fact that they made a birth control pill for men and they put men on it as a trial. It had 10% of the side effects of a female birth control, 10%. Every single goddamn man in the study stopped taking it because he couldn't handle it. I can't handle it. Too, too much, 10% couldn't do it. So forgive me if I don't want to hear about Joan's boyfriend telling her to be positive, babe. Okay, is that the response she should give him when he's having an allergic reaction going into like anaphylactic shock because he's got a magnum on? <laughs> I'm sorry, I doubt it's a magnum, but no, he wouldn't appreciate her saying that. And in fact, I told her to, you know, let's flip the script, be like, oh, okay, well maybe you should investigate something. Like maybe then 
if we argue about this, that means you don't get laid, so maybe you can find a solution. And maybe actually, you know what? I would love it if you'd start getting Brazilian waxes. Kyle, why don't you start waxing your balls? Suddenly, I guarantee you, he's going to become very well acquainted with the concept of boundaries around his body and what's appropriate for someone to tell him to do with it, right? So I suggested she look into lambskin condoms, you know, and she's like, well, I'm vegetarian. I, you know, it's kind of creepy. And I'm like, girl, you wear leather shoes. You probably eat gummy bears. They've got gelatin in it. Like of all the times, this is not the line in the sand to draw necessarily. But I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of other options. There's a sponge. There's the diaphragm. And yes, those are very like throwback birth control things, but they did work and they're drug free. I've tried the sponge and I, I want to love it because you can leave it in for like 24 hours, but it kind of had sort of like a burning sensation with me, but like my friends who tried it did not report that. So it, I could just be like sensitive. The diaphragm I have not tried, but again, like I guarantee like all y'all's moms or aunts have, like it was a very like 70s, 80s kind of thing. And it's basically a little like hat that goes over your cervix. It's a little cap that you like, it looks like a little tiny frisbee and it's very squishy. And so you like fold it in half like a little wonton and you shove it up there and it pops open and it covers your cervix so that the sperm don't get in. And you can spill, fill it with like spermicide. My point is, is there's a lot of other things beside the pill. I'm not saying that she should make her boyfriend wear a latex condom anyway and just watch him break out in hives as she just has her orgasm and leaves him there to shoot up an EpiPen. But I'm not, not saying. And the overall issue I wanted to address with her was the fear-based decision that I felt like she was making. It was very telling that she's like, I've been cheated on before and I don't want him to leave me because he's going to think, oh, it's just easier to fuck another girl on the pill. Cool. Then go do that, Kyle. His name's not Kyle, but when I get mad at guys, like I call them Kyle because it's just like the most uncreative name. Like, oh, this is what you went with? Kyle? All right. It's not even classic. It's not like biblical or Arthurian. It's just like, Kyle. Does he have like monster energy running through his veins? Whatever. What was I saying? Oh yeah, fear-based decision. Like if a guy who, oh, do you see? I need the screen room. If we are giving someone access to our bodies and we are so afraid that they're going to leave us when we, when we have an opinion about the body that we get to live inside of 24 hours a day, he does not love you anyway. If that's what he's going to do, if that is what he's basing this relationship on, like, where's it easiest for me to stick it in? Bro is a lever anyway. Let him leave. Because he's going to. He's a lever. He will leave you eventually. And wouldn't you rather know that he's going to leave you before you dope yourself up like a goddamn dairy cow on, on birth control? I'd rather know it now than a year from now after I'm like taking these pills and I hate it. Or just, even if you don't hate it, even if she goes on it and it's completely fine, she's like, oh, that's a compromise. Compromises are for what kind of throw pillows you should buy. What movie should we go see? Thai food or Chinese? Compromises are not about your body and your health decision. Because I would love to know the last time a guy compromised his body and his health for you. Was it the Brazilian wax? Guys won't even do that. That has nothing to do with their health. That is cosmetic. They won't do it. Would he change toothpaste? I tried to get my boyfriend to change toothpaste. Sweet Jesus. I mean, you, he was gonna like call the, it was like I violated the Geneva Convention. He was losing his mind. Again, 
Not a body decision, right? Not a fundamental health decision. We don't compromise on shit like this, ladies. We don't. Because what we permit, say it with me, we promote. And once we start telling men on the micro level or on the macro level, on the national and global level, that, hey, yeah, you deserve a say in this. We are our own co-conspirators. We are our own executioners. We have to repel our borders. We have to start small and say, absolutely not. This is inappropriate. I mean, we can discuss this as a team, but at the end of the day, you don't say a goddamn word to me about what I do with my body, my health, what works for me, because it makes you have a better time during sex. You already get to have an orgasm every time. Every single time you have an orgasm. Only 18% of women can come from sex without any clitoral stimulation. Did you know that? 18%. I think that might even be high estimate, you know? When was the last time you like had an orgasm five times in a row every single time you had sex? Probably never. I'm an adult. I can say probably never. He has one every time. He doesn't get a vote. His vote has already been cast. He's already living the dream. He's living that, that sperm dream, you know? So you have to decide what's best for you. And whatever it is, is fine. As long as you're making it in a vacuum, in a bubble, with one person and one person only at the foreground of your decision making. You. That's all for this week, Shaloners. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, if you have a love question of your own that you need some help on, find me on the Instant Go app and click chat to get connected right away. Also, find me on YouTube, Shallon Lester. Click like and subscribe for new videos every Friday and a bunch in between. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at ShallonXO. Stay savage.